airing the Addisons, promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment on American Family Radio. This curriculum is to promote a radical ideology that is in direct conflict with most parents and families in this district, including my own. Adoption of this curriculum will send a clear message to every student, parent, and teacher in the district. People of faith and traditional moral values are not welcome in AISD. By passing this curriculum, at Austin AISD will forever break the sacred trust that parents put in their children's schools. Parents have no reason to entrust their children to a school district that weaponizes education as indoctrination. That's what tolerance and love sounds like right there. That is that is no Chaos, hate. That's celebrate right there. That's love Man. and acceptance. That is <laughs> inclusivity. That what you just heard is just a small snippet of what happened when parents mm-hmm. and activists showed up to protect children in Austin, Texas on Monday evening. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Did you hear the shouting? Did you hear the horns, the horns being blown? Did you hear the sirens? Yeah. I mean, and if you go and you watch the video, which by the way, um, we've got links in this show. There's about five links in this show mm-hmm. um, that we'll put in the show notes that you're going to want to see for yourself. It includes uh, the curriculum that you can go and read it for yourself, and it's an, it's an investment of your time, but I recommend that you do it. And we're also going to put a link in there where you can go and watch this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yelling and the shouting is incredibly distracting, but I commend the parents and I commend uh, the leaders of Texas values for for standing up and, and yeah. pressing on. Yeah. I mean, this is what we have to do. So right now I want to go to our guests, but now I want to do something that I don't normally do. I don't normally read a lengthy bio in the interest of time on radio, mm-hmm. but I was reading Jonathan Sines's bio and he is a warrior for us. Mm. He is a fighter in the culture for us. And, and I'm going, do do people know like do people know (laughs) what 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 believers what christians are doing and putting themselves out there on the line to defend and protect and to stand up for what is right and so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little minute here and i hope this doesn't embarrass jonathan but i want to read his bio and i want to read a little bit more of it than i normally would jonathan m signs who by the way is the president of texas values um is and Texas Values is a nonprofit group dedicated to preserving and advancing a culture of family values in the state of Texas. Jonathan works on these issues, or his work on these issues spans two decades. Prior to leading Texas Values in 2012, Jonathan headed the First Liberty Institute offices at the Texas Capitol in Austin, where he served as Director of Legislative Affairs and attorney, attorney for First Liberty Institute from 2007 to 2012. He frequently presents research, analysis, and testimony before the Texas Legislature, State Board of Education, and other government entities on various issues affecting family, a faith, family, and freedom. And here's where we get into the thick of it. And this is where I was like, I feel like Jonathan should be my cousin. (laughs) I mean, because this is it. This is what we need people doing, right? So Jonathan is the leading voice in Texas on marriage between one man and one woman. And he was instrumental in the passage of Texas laws to protect religious liberty, such as under God in the Texas Pledge, the one state under God license plate, the Merry Christmas law and the pastor protection law. Mm. Jonathan was also part of the winning legal team that successfully defended the religious freedom and free speech rights of nonprofit pregnancy care centers for women in Austin. In Austin, since 2005, Jonathan has worked to protect marriage between one man and one woman and policies that support this principle. And he's helped defeat threatening legislation on these matters in every legislative session since 2007. Wow. Consistency. 
In 2015, Jonathan was the leading statewide voice in Texas that helped defeat the dangerous LGBT Houston bathroom ordinance mm. that would have allowed men into women's bathrooms mm-hmm. and would have restricted the religious freedom on businesses and nonprofit organizations. Jonathan has helped lead the state board education victories to prevent censorship in the science classroom. Hello. <laughs> and protect strong social studies and history teaching. Jonathan, thank you. Thank you so much for not only serving Texas, but really serving as an example for how to serve the United States of America. Thank you for joining us. Well, it's great to be with you. And I'm glad you didn't read the whole bio. Uh, uh, we wouldn't, we might ha- not have a lot to talk about because they put a lot of detail in there. But I do want to mention something that's towards the end so people know. You don't have to have all the background that I do as a lawyer and an advocate to be effective. Before mm. I was in this position, I was a law student at the University of Houston mm. leading a pro-life group, and we had our free speech rights challenged by the university. And I was the only member of the group left, and we filed a lawsuit and we won. I mean, and so I, mm. I had nothing. I had myself and, you know, probably a little bit of debt from law school on my side, and that was it. So, <laughs> you know, you can make a difference wherever you find yourself, and that's where, you know, a lot of what I believe and do was fortified because I've been on, you know, both sides, if you will. I've been in a variety of these situations, and I know what it's like to go against the government and to really put your whole livelihood um, on the line for Mm. what you believe in. And so that's what we try to do. We try Mm. to be in a position, an organization, to come alongside people that are making and taking that risk every day. They're putting their values up front. They're putting, you know, their health and sometimes safety at risk because these principles we believe in are so important. And so we do our best to come alongside and behind them and support them. I like it. Awesome. I like it. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate the humility. And that's exactly what you did um, on Monday. You tried to come alongside parents and help them stand up against uh, radical sexual education in Austin. Unfortunately, the battle was lost. And, and I, I don't want to necessarily start at the loss. I, I want to talk about that. But I want to kind of follow a trajectory. Like, tell us how uh, your organization was alerted that the Austin Independent School District was looking at adopting this radical sex ed curriculum. Well, our office is in Austin. Uh, we started Texas Values in 2012, as you mentioned in the beginning. And so this is where we live. This is where we work. So we know a lot of what happens locally, even though a lot of our work is focused on what happens at the state and sometimes federal level. Uh, Members of our team have children in public schools in the Austin area and Austin School District, and so do many of our supporters. So we see a lot of this information happen. uh, But a lot of times in Austin, you're not going to see a lot of pushback because it's the most liberal area, if you will, in the entire state of Texas. But it's still Texas. So there are a lot of people that live in this area that, you know, they're okay with coexisting, so so to speak, against you know with people they don't agree with, um, but they just don't want to have their rights overrun. And so uh, it's been going on for almost two years. There's one local activist, Carol Ayala, who's a former Austin Independent School District teacher, who's been seeing this happen and being of concern. She's even you know really concerned about it in the uh, predominantly Spanish-speaking communities. Austin ISD is 55% Hispanic as far as their enrollment, so that's a probably uh, an important part of this equation. So we've just, you know, started by saying, hey, let us know what's going on. Here's what state law is. Here's some people that we're connected with, uh, you know, and just along the way, providing her support and encouragement to see where things were going. And as they continue to go for the past year or two, we started to see more and more of a concern and more ways that we could help. And so that led to a state law, actually. It was a part of a state law that would have prevented um, 
school districts like Austin ISD and any government from having a contract with the government for from a abortion provider. And, mm-hmm. a, and a lot of Austin Independent School District's sex education curriculum has been provided by abortion providers like Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big win. That was about two or three months ago that we pushed them out. And that really left Austin ISD at the drawing board. Well, they quickly uh, scribbled and drawed and grabbed things from all parts of the uh, state and country and actually another country. Canada. They, they found a source in Canada that was also an abortion provider and cobbled together very dangerous and uh, concerning sex education. And that's when this all came to a head um, the other night. But over a year or two, you've had more and more parents, more and more community activists and citizens finding out and saying, this is too much. Even a lot of liberal parents, if you will, saying this goes too far. Mm. So, I mean, I, I guess the thing that I'm confused about is that, and, and c- could you take us into the school board meeting? And if you want to go back to the press conference, too, we played a little snippet of, you know, just the disruption that happened. But I'm just, I, I'm having a hard time understanding because we encourage parents toward activism. We right. encourage them to be involved, right. to know what's happening, and to show up and speak out. And that's exactly what Austin parents did. Why to no avail? I just don't understand. Well, and look, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a phrase we hear at the Capitol, and that's government belongs to those who show up. And that is typically the case, and that matters. I mean, that's the way that elected officials should be able to find out what the people in the community care about. There's been a history. I mean, Austin ISD is really involved in an agenda that they want to push, a political movement that is really not about, I mean, while it relates to sex education, it's much more than that. And they have shown a pattern and a history of not really caring what uh, what the parents think. There are several schools that are on the verge of closing because parents are moving. They're pulling their kids out of the Austin Independent School District, and the school district continues to ignore it. I mean, there were several parents at this meeting Monday night that they were there complaining about school closures because enrollment's down, their funding is down, and they continue to cater to a very small percentage of people, and mainly it's the political views of some of these people that are getting elected here in Austin. And it's gone. It really doesn't have a lot to do with very little with education. And that should be a concern for any parent uh, in that school district and others as well. And so, but look, I, we were very encouraged by the amount of parents that came forward. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we know what the climate's like. Mm-hmm. And so, and the president of the school board even acknowledged at one point, they had never had this many people there. I mean, we, were, we had 126 people signed up to testify. The testimony went well after midnight. But the the sex education process and getting sex ed curriculum in schools, particularly in Austin, I mean, this is usually done largely behind the scenes. I mean, Mm -hmm. parents are not a part of the process. Mm -hmm. And there's a kind of committee process that's a part of this called a Student Health Advisory Committee. They do things a lot behind closed doors. We put a lot of highlight and um, attention on them because that's where a lot of this is really baked in. They make the decisions. And then the Austinized the school board just really kind of rubber stamps it, and no one ever sees it. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you have to pass it to find out what it, what's in it, <laughs> like with Obamacare. Right. Right. So no one wants to talk about what the real content is, because the people that know about it, I think part of them know if most people heard about it, they would be shocked and outraged. Mm-hmm. I mean, this curriculum, I, I mean, we're comfortable telling people it encourages and promotes the idea and the practice of having anal sex, having mm-hmm. oral sex, it, it, it's really hard to convince anyone this has anything to do with risk prevention. Right. Um, all of it really has that tone of here's how to do it. And, um, you know, and, and here's how to, you know, for it to be more comfortable when you do it. And, right. you know, this is curriculum that starts in third grade. Third yeah. to eighth grade, right? So this this is for third to eighth graders. And I, I mean, 
I just don't understand how this isn't classified as child abuse. I mean, because you've got adults who are presenting this information to children. I don't understand how it even, you know, flies over the radar. Well, I'll tell you what, um, before Monday night, there probably were a lot of people that weren't aware of it. You know, we had 7,000 people that signed our petition, and we like to believe that we have really educated a lot of people on this, and we have. Mm -hmm. But I think the majority of people still had not heard about it. But after Monday night, and thankfully with being on this show uh, helps, but this has gone to a national uh, situation. We've had a lot of national writers that are putting articles out which is going to help tremendously. I mean, we have great information at txvalues.org. We've got a special website, noradicalsexed.com, where people can get information. Uh, but look, you know, a lot of times these things do get overlooked, and people don't want to talk about the content, and there's really that struggle. And then when people see it, you know, they're outraged. And so we're hoping that this is not the end. Even though there was a school board hearing and a vote, we think this is really, this could be really a, a real turning point, uh, because a lot of parents, that were frustrated about what happened and, and their voice not being heard, they left that meeting saying, you know, what are we going to do next? Mm -hmm. yes. you know, how are we going to continue uh, the great work we've done? Um, but there's no question. The, the, all of the elements and in, in the environment of that day, which you touched on, I'd love to share a little bit more about. Yes. Um, really got a lot of people's attention. Yeah, I do. I want to hear more from you on that. I mean, I, because I, you know, I watched it. I watched it, and thanks to you guys, thanks to everything that you're doing there, I spent last evening and early, early this morning combing through 375 pages of this curriculum and just being sick to my stomach at what I found. So, yeah, like, you take us back to it. Talk about that. Well, and to give some context, the Austin Independent School District sex education curriculum that really was cobbled together in the past two months because the first one had gotten thrown out because of a new state law that we have, um, it's 1,100 pages long. I mean, it's it's an unreal. Is that the total curriculum? That is that for is that third through eighth? Because the one I looked at last yeah. night was fifth and sixth grade. So that's it yeah. all together. Okay, gotcha. That's right. So in just a couple of the the highlights, if you will, the um, it, it prohibits students, encourages them not to use the words mother and father mm -hmm. and mom and dad. Um, it encourages them to play sexuality match games so they can match up terms and different things for bisexual, mm -hmm. gay, and lesbian. There's a scenario in the curriculum where an underage girl enters into a sexual relationship with an adult, and then she mm. hides it from her parents. Mm. Um, and then it teaches kids to really challenge and, and call out people that have a biblical worldview. That's right. So if you don't agree with the LGBT agenda, it advises students to, uh, to call those kids out, to challenge them, and it also advises and encourages the kids to attend pride parades. And so this is detail we have on NoRadicalSexEd.com. And just to give you an idea of how far-reaching it is, so we realize this, we've got to do something. It's yeah. more of a local issue. I mean, if you will, we get involved in local issues from time to time, but we can be a little selective because, um, you know, we, we've, we've got to cover the whole state. But mm -hmm. we realize we've got to step up. And so we laid the groundwork, and so there was a lot of attention, at least around the area, um, leading up to Monday. And our team, we've got the largest social media presence in the state when it comes to faith and family issues for a state group. So we have a little bit of experience of really how to get the most out of a, a moment and to really try to draw a lot of attention. We've got some, you know, uh, I, I feel like some good working relationships with media. Mm -hmm. So we decided we're going to do a Facebook Live. We're going to do a press conference. We're going to do a rally. We're going to put a lot of those pieces in place an hour or two before the school board meeting starts. And um, look, and we know it's in Austin, so sometimes the, the environment can get a um, can be a little uncertain, and, and you don't know what's going to happen. And so, but you know, we take a professional approach. There was law enforcement there, 
but we weren't surprised, even though it was uh, disappointing and disruptive, that there were people there that tried to really take over and shut down our press conference. But I'll tell you, we had close to, uh, it must have been at least 100 people there just for this portion of our work that day that are just regular parents, their moms and dads, you know, their their community leaders, and they care about what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of them may not even have children that are still in public school, but they did at one point, or they're a grandparent, or they're a taxpayer. This issue touches people, you know, uh, for a variety of different reasons. And so for... For them to step up in public like that was a real huge moment. We got to go. I appreciate you. I just, I want to, I want to say thank you for the work that you guys are doing in, in Austin and doing for the state of Texas. We're going to include links. People who listen to the show, they'll be able to keep up with the work that you're doing there. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Jonathan Signs, president of Texas Values. We'll be right back. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you God only knows how it's killing you But there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been Donna and Charles, one girl and one boy. They go into their changing rooms. Charles is feeling coy. Others are thrilled with the look, but Charles is quite unhappy. Let's try this again. Yeah, this is snappy. Some are confused. They just don't understand. Charles knows Charlotte is certain. Ariana's her biggest fan. Some might keep their distance, but others will come around. Come on over, Donna. Show us what you found. Darla had something on, but is not quite convinced. She wants to try again, yet she still gives a wince. Nope, not right either. Why can't she decide? Sometimes it takes time, only she can find her stride. Darla presents an outfit. The new name is Darren. Now everything feels right. The person within he's sharing. Welcome to 6th grade sex ed. This is under the subject heading identity. That's one of the videos to be shown to the 6th graders. It's That's crazy. free to be me. That's a portion of the video. It's a YouTube video. The link we will provide for you in the show notes today mm-hmm. so you can watch it in its entirety. It's an animated video that sh- it starts off kind of showing kids, you know, oh, I, I want to wear this outfit. Mm-hmm. But they're not changing their quote unquote identities, Right. right. But then it progresses, and by the time you get to the end, as you heard in that clip, Charles then becomes Charlotte, and Darla then becomes Darren. And kids are learning that their sexual identities are fluid and that they can change. And there's one character in that video whose sexual identity is whatever he or she, or as they say in the curriculum, they Mm. decide. This is what was adopted in Austin Early Tuesday morning. All right, let's, this is indoctrination. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, there was there was. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back <laughs> to our guest, Jonathan Signs. Hey, Jonathan, you still there? Well, I, and I know this is you know a family show. Um, but Give a disclaimer. There, I mean, Give a disclaimer. Yeah. Let me just. So, because I, I, I'm going to mention one thing, in, in well, I'll just state it in a in a more family friendly way. But one of the resources that the, the curriculum recommends is a website, and it says does this specific type of sex, if you will, hurt. And then it says, what's the best way to have it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what is being 
pushed on the kids in this awesome independent school district sex ed curriculum. And we're talking about the press conference. We had a press conference, a lot of people there before the break, a lot of people there on Monday, and then you had a um, a cross-dresser, a, a transsexual individual it appeared that and another person that really tried to take over our press conference. Yeah. And you heard all the noise, you know, earlier when you were playing clip, they really tried to drown us out. And law enforcement arrested one of them uh, because they were clearly trying to disrupt the event. But a lot of that is them trying to inject intimidation and fear. They mm-hmm. want people to be afraid and punished if they dare speak out. You know, someone who talks a lot about this is Dennis Prager. Mm-hmm. He's going to be our keynote speaker for a gala we're having on November 15th in Houston. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know how to talk about these issues and they're scared and they're, you know, they're, they are a little bit fearful at times. And so, you know, look, as a First Amendment lawyer, I know my rights. And so we did not yield the microphone or the stage or our space um, on Monday. Yeah. But I know that that's difficult for a lot of people. And, and that's what the other side wants. And so we're going to try to lead the way by being peaceful, but standing our ground. Yeah, no, you can be a peaceful fighter. I mean, I, I was so encouraged watching the video because I think it's time out for this. Oh, we just need to make nice and, and everybody gets to have this free exchange of ideas, except those people. We don't like their ideas. But I was very encouraged by what you guys did on Monday. And I'm so glad that not only do you know your rights, but you're encouraging parents to know their rights as well. It was clear that you guys were a threat. And it was clear that the attempt was to shut you down. I want to go back. Let's talk about this this gala that's happening with Dennis Prager on November 15th. Uh, share that information with our listeners again. So on November 15th, we have an annual event. It's going to be in Houston. It's the Faith, Family, and Freedom Gala. And so it's the one time of year we get all of our you know closest friends and supporters there. That's um, going to be on the west side of Houston, Friday, November 15th. You can... Purchase tickets at txvalues.org if you want to intend and be a part of this great event. Dennis Prager, though, is one of the most talked about voices. He's got all the great videos on PragerU mm-hmm. um, about a lot of these sexuality issues. Our Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's going to be there, and we expect about a group of about 400 people. But we've got to get come together for events like these and others, and people have got to you know be engaged a little bit more. But it'll also be an opportunity for us to tell people about some of the work um, on our issues like Austin ISD, uh, like the Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Bill, and really to to not downplay what the attacks are and the concerns that exist, but also to reflect on you know a lot of the fruit that's come from the hard work that we've been involved in in the religious liberty and pro-life movement. Well, we really appreciate yeah, it. I mean, this is what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. One other question before we go. Um, what is the next step for parents yeah. in Austin? Like, I know you said that there's some of the schools that are suffering financially because parents are moving and they're pulling their kids out. But for other parents, I mean, and I think that there are parents who are listening across this country and there is the right concern that this could come to a school near them and affect the children within their household. And they're wondering, what would be my next course of action? So so what happens after this? Well, look, we're, we're far from over for this issue in Austin because there are some things that they did and um, some information that was omitted that we think is in violation of state law. And... Uh, but in the meantime, there's an opportunity for people to also know state law already says, and this is true in a lot of other states too, that you can opt out of this type of information, that you don't have to have your child just sit in there and listen to it. Um, they're supposed to give you notice of it ahead of time. And so it's really um, asserting your rights. And we're going to have more information on our website on txvalues.org about that. This is not supposed to be implemented until later, um, maybe March or April of next year, but we're not going to wait around for that. Uh, but it's usually pretty common that the students can opt out of that. So that's what we're encouraging parents to do, to, to look at your rights to opt out of this. But we also know that 
Um, parents are going to look at whether or not the law is being followed when they get notice of it, whether or not the law is being followed in, in, in sex education being taught. In the state of Texas, you don't have to teach sex education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do teach it, that it has to focus on abstinence more than anything else because we know that's the only method that works 100% of the time of preventing STDs mm-hmm. in pregnancy. And so people just need to be more informed about what the law is, what their rights are, wherever they are in the state, uh, and excuse me, in the country. And if they're in Texas, we're going to continue to have more and more resources on that because, you know, parents may choose to move. And, you know, we, we think they're well within that, their right to do it, but they may not be able to, some others. And it may be their home. And they also have every right to stand right where they are and demand that the school district follow the law, that it respect their values, and that um, they have to start answering questions about why this is important and why it's necessary. And, um, and that's what we'll be a part of doing at Texas Values. All right. I know I said that was my last question, but this truly is my last question because you okay. <laughs> because you mentioned opt out. Right. So I'm I'm just look, I'm skeptical about the whole opt out thing and then what they put in its place. So when you go to Austin ISD, you go to their website and you click on the link that says parents can opt their kids out. All right. It reads that during class periods in which a student's family has submitted an opt out form, that student will receive alternative instruction on social and emotional learning topics in a different location. Uh, Jonathan, do you have any idea what that might be like? What What does that mean? Well, I don't have a whole lot of faith in that either. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. Of... That's the point I'm making. <laughs> you know, but but I don't want people to be discouraged from doing that. Right, if no, right. If they want to opt their student out and then find out what's being taught, send that information <laughs> to us too so we yeah. can take a look at that as well. And so, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be a challenging situation in Austin, I see, if you have a child that goes there as it relates to this issue but I don't want people to feel discouraged and think that they don't have any options and there's yeah. nothing for them to do. Sometimes it has to start with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want people to, you know, to, to look for ways to send us information, to assert their rights, and not to be intimidated. Because if the message from the school district is they want to, they want to include all, that means should mean every single one of them. And and Austin ISD has a history of not being uh, supportive or respectful of First Amendment rights, particularly religious liberty rights. They lost on an issue on that earlier this year, Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, last year. And so that is something that is in federal law, and there's tremendous precedent. And if those violations start to happen, we want to hear about them because we can come alongside people and bring other friends Mm -hmm. to support uh, defending those rights. Jonathan, Jonathan Sines, the president of Texas Values. Thank you so much. It has been very informative. We really appreciate your time. God bless you and the work that you're doing in Texas. Thank you. God bless y'all.